Hello, Bethel. I'm James Fairfield. I'm the new Next Gen Director. And although I am new to this role, I am not new to Bethel. I was the high school director for a few years, and then I moved to Olympia. I learned that rain is awful, Olympia is weird, and that Tri-Cities and Bethel really is a wonderful place. So I am thrilled, I'm honored, I'm humbled to be back. Today, I get to talk about this incredible phrase in Scripture. We're pulling from John chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. In the ESV, it says this, No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. I started thinking of this phrase, the Son of Man, and other phrases and concepts like it that are woven all throughout Scripture, like we would think of hyperlinks. Like if you were reading this passage online, this phrase, Son of Man, would be in blue text and underline. And if you clicked it, it opened up to this whole other article about the Son of Man, because Jesus is not the first person to be called Son of Man in Scripture. Our hyperlink would bring us directly to the first person who was given this title, Ezekiel. Now, you could debate Job was called Son of Man and David used it in the psalm, and and those are important factors in the conversation about the Son of Man. But they're distinguishing between men and God, clearly stating that Son of Man is lower than God. But with Ezekiel, it's different because Ezekiel is not given a description. It's a title. All throughout the book of Ezekiel, the voice of God calls to him, and it calls him Son of Man. You don't have to look any further than Ezekiel chapter 2, starting with verse 1. He said to me, Son of Man, stand on your feet and I will speak with you. And as he spoke to me, the Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. I heard him speaking to me. And he said to me, Son of Man, I send you to the people of Israel, to nations of rebels, who have rebelled against me, and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. If you skipped a few verses, you'd get up to verse 7. It says this, And you shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Be not rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. If you keep reading, Ezekiel is given words of God to speak to the people. But he's called Son of Man again and again. And Son of Man has many meanings. It's a title that's used to communicate that while Ezekiel is very close to God, he will be submitted to God. He's getting a glimpse of God's glory, even given special privileges, given special insight and power. But he is a limited man. He is like the rest of mankind, like you and me. And being fully the son of man is completely reliant on a power outside of himself. Ezekiel has no power to bring dead bones back to life, like in Ezekiel 37. He has not the power to change the heart of a nation or turn hearts of stone into hearts of flesh, like Ezekiel 36. Instead, he's a regular person but he is connected and reliant on God in a consuming way in which God does incredible things with. And so it's fascinating to me that Jesus, 
the only begotten Son of God, would take upon this title, Son of Man. This title is how Jesus refers to himself more than any other title in the Gospels. Again and again, Jesus reminds us that while he is fully God, he is also fully Son of Man. And just like the first Son of Man, Jesus is completely reliant on what the Heavenly Father instructs, guides, and only does what the Father gives him to do. He speaks not on his own authority, but on the authority given to a son of man by God Almighty. He shows us how sons and daughters of man can and should be reliant on the Spirit of God. Perhaps what's most surprising about this aspect that the title that Jesus takes on for himself is that it shows us his incredible humility, that the only begotten Son of God would willingly take the title of separate from God, different, Son of Man. But this Son of Man, instead of simply speaking to a rebellious people, would take the sins of a rebellious people away, that they would, we would look to him and he would save us, that he would be an active display of God's grace for us. And our call, our wonderful invitation in all of this is to simply believe in the Son of Man who takes away our sins and gives us new and eternal life.